0: This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, I'm Stephen Krasowski, Communications Manager at RMA. On Thursday, November 12th, as part of RMA's annual Risk Management Virtual Conference, Fran Garrett, Director of Global Markets Risk and Securities Lending at RMA, and Kevin Oden, Founder and Managing Partner of Kevin D. Oden & Associates and Managing Director of RMA's Model Validation Consortium discuss RMA's recent white paper on its model risk framework for small institutions. That includes model development, model validation, and model risk management. Topics include risk rating, risk appetite, model identification, as well as model inventory, and what institutions should consider when building out their overall model strategy. The discussion follows.
1: What is model risk management and why is it important? So let's talk about
2: risk management first before I talk about model risk management. Risk management is a practice that uh, involves understanding or assessing the risks that face the financial institution and how do you mitigate those risks uh, and bring them within to acceptable boundaries to achieve your objectives. And in the last decade, people have realized, the industry has realized that models fall into this category of needing to understand the risks associated with them and how do I bring those risks under control and within the the risk appetite a a, a phrase that we talk about in the paper a great deal, um, risk appetite of the firm. Model risk, is no, is no different than any other risk that uh, the financial institution or the bank faces. Uh, it just deals with the models that the bank employs to do its day-to-day business. What's changed over the last decade is banks are increasingly using models to do their day in and day out activity. So the answer to answer your second question, why it's important, It's because models have proliferated throughout the banking industry, and they will continue to increase uh, their use throughout the banking industry. That's why they're so important, and that's why model risk management is so important.
1: So in the framework that we released this week, uh, we suggest that how you manage model risk might differ depending on the size of the bank. Why is that?
2: As usual, that's a great Question, Fran. So, when you take a look at the framework that uh, the Federal Reserve and the OCC, and really the frameworks that have been built out around the globe around model risk management, they all talk about the need to right size the model risk management framework for the risk associated with the models and also the complexity of the banks. And so why is that important? It's because every bank looks different and how they use models are different from, from bank to bank. And so two banks could use almost identical models and they can use them in very different ways. And so the risks associated with them will be different, but they can also use them um, in, in different, uh, on different portfolios that have different risk profiles. So simple example is one model, same models could be used at different banks, but one could be one portion of, uh, of an expert judgment process in, that, in, in, deci- in deciding a portfolio or buying an asset. Whereas a, at another bank, it could be an automatic buyer sell depending upon the output of the model. And so two very different uses of the model, one where it's a part of an expert judgment process, the other where it's an automatic buy or sell. And so the risks associated with those models because of their use is very different. The other, the, One of the other ways that they could be uh, different is in, term, in terms of the risk profile. So if it's a credit decisioning model, and the credit portfolio is a very small part of one bank, then the importance of that model for the bank is very different. So the, the bottom line is you manage the risk in proportion to the profile of that risk. You want to, you know, resources are, are scarce in, 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 in the banking community. So you want to allocate them to where they're most used, most useful as well. And so that's why it needs to be right-sized for the bank. And this is something that the regulators in the United States and around the globe recognize.
1: Great. Thanks, Kevin. And where does model validation come into play in the overall model risk management?
2: So model validation is something that the regulators first realized was very important uh, in the United States and also around the globe when they took a look in in the early... uh, 2000s late 1990s uh, to, to start creating a framework you need to understand that a model is fit for purpose So when one creates a, a model is it addressing the the is it addressing the issues that the model developer truly thought it was trying to address Is it pricing appropriately? Is it making the the correct credit decisions? And so the validation process is clearly an integral piece of model risk management. It's not the only piece, but it's an integral piece. It answers a number of critical questions. So first and most important, is the model fit for purpose? But also on an ongoing basis, is the model which was fit for purpose day one? Is it performing well on an ongoing, on an ongoing basis? So performance monitoring is a part of a good model validation framework. So really critical. It's it's the centerpiece of most model risk management processes. As it should be. It's not the only piece, but very a very very critical piece.
1: Kevin, I think that segues into a, another question, and that's around uh, many smaller banks use vendor models, how should those be validated? So that, that's a question that
2: every bank asks, whether it's large or small. It's even more critical for the, the, the smaller institutions, the community banks and the mid-tier banks, where there is a probably a disproportionate use of, of vendor models. So the bottom line is whenever you're using a model, whether it's a vendor model or not, the risks to the bank are identical. And um, the, CEO, the CEO of the bank, uh, unfortunately, doesn't have the ability to say, I, I bought this model, it's the model's fault. Investors, uh, clients, uh, all of the stakeholders are looking at the bank to make sure that its practices are sound. So that's a long-winded way of saying that the bank has the responsibility to ensure that the vendor model is performing well uh, in spite of it being a vendor vendor model. So the short story is that validations need to be just as rigorous for vendor models. They're more difficult, however, but vendor models Um, are often have uh, a number of proprietary components to them that are difficult for for, for validators to to, to validate. So they they necessarily need to do a deeper dive on some of those components uh, or they need to do uh, additional work to ensure that they're working well. But the bottom line, and I've said this already, is that vendor models still need to be validated with the similar or the same rigor that internal models are validated.
1: I guess one issue, Kevin, that you and I have heard over the past you know, decade since SR 11.7 came out is that there you know, clearly is a lack of talent in the industry when it comes to model validation, and what can financial institutions do to alleviate this issue?
2: That's a, that's a difficult one for, for all the institutions. And it's particularly difficult for the community banks in the United States, which are scattered throughout the the United States, um, and really institutions that are scattered throughout the globe. And to to be candid, that's one of the motivations for the RMA and for me to to form the Model Validation Consortium. we are able to attract resources uh, from, uh, from around the globe and concentrate those resources and make them and they're, and make them available to, to, to banks to perform um, these these functions on an ongoing basis. Uh, it's difficult to retain those resources because the, the workload associated with. Um the activities at banks vary throughout the year. It's an expensive endeavor for them to, to maintain those resources throughout the year uh, to, to, to work on peak load capacity. But the RMA and the MVC in particular, uh, by working with all of the member banks, has the capacity to maintain those resources, excellent resources. And so it's difficult for any one institution to solve this problem. It's easier for the institutions to work collaboratively through the Model Validation Consortium to solve
1: this problem. Great. Thanks, Kevin. And for everyone, uh, once again, the newly released paper is available for members to download at rmahq.org backslash framework.